Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's my name is Nigel, Jason Hammer, right over there with a special guest on the hotline. Katie Walsh-Shields, Deputy White House Chief of Staff, former RNC Chief of Staff, joins us. And Katie, we were talking in our show a little bit earlier about Loudoun, Virginia. We had the story where Governor Yunkin has pardoned that concerned father who was upset that his daughter was sexually assaulted in the school. The school then covered it up. We've got stories like this all over America, and you had an op-ed that you put in town hall. Democrats are failing America's kids and parents. Take me through that article. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, one of the things that really motivated me to write this piece is that when um, President Biden and the First Lady kind of announced this tour, its education tour, and calling Biden the education president, Um, as we kick off the school year here and to be doing that in a situation where we have the lowest test scores for reading and math for our kids in over 50 years, where only 13 percent of eighth graders are meeting proficiency standards for history and for civics. Um, And when you find out and you learn that once a kid, if a kid can't read in a proficient sixth grade level, they are 66 percent likely or I should say it this way, 66 percent of kids they can't read it at a proficient level by sixth grade will wind up in jail or on welfare. Wow. And so they're staggering numbers. They're terrifying. And to your point, when we've got our parents who stand up and get involved like they should, because it's their kids and their kids' futures, and they go to these schools and they say, hold on a second, you're more focused on my kid's pronoun than you are about making sure that they can read. And then these parents are called domestic terrorists. And Joe Biden and the and the DOJ are using the FBI to go after these parents. Something is very broken. So just the hypocrisy of President Biden that they're going on this tour, calling him an education president, when by all accounts, by all statistics, by all records and metrics, our schools are failing our kids. And so, Katie, when did all this start? We're speaking with Katie Walsh Shields. She's a former RNC chief of staff, former deputy White House chief of staff. And, and, and Katie, I, I just feel like, did all this... Is this new? Is this recent? Did it start with COVID and the draconian lockdowns and the, and the ridiculous policies of keeping kids out of school uh, in some blue areas for a year and a half, maybe even two years? I mean, my kids were lucky enough to live somewhere where we got back to school right away the next, you know, that fall. But is this a result purely of COVID or is this something bigger? Well, I think it's two things. I think it's a result of COVID, no question. You know, my son was a senior uh, in high school here in Virginia, um, which is where I'm, I'm, you know, where I live. Um, and he missed his entire senior year of high school, wow. which set him back, you know, tremendously. Didn't have a prom, didn't have graduation. So on top of not being in classrooms, it's all these socially, socialization things and, and ways that kids are ready to go to college that, that they really lost. But I also think you can't forget that the teachers union has been in the pocket of Joe Biden and the Democrats for generations right now, right, for decades. And so when you look at how we kind of got here, even I think it was 
the most recent CDC administrator admitted that when looking at some of these COVID protocols for these schools, they actually listened more to the teachers unions and to what the teachers needed than what, what is in the best interest of the kids. So I think it was expedited by COVID and it was kind of put on, you know, um, gas fuel, if you will, or, you know, really become a bigger issue. But it's really been an issue in my mind, but these teachers unions have just taken over what, how we create policy in this, in this country for kids' education. And it's a just, it's a travesty and it's, you know, our kids are going to suffer for it. Katie, one of the things that I hear from a lot of teachers, and again, I've got a son that's a sophomore in high school. My oldest is a freshman in college. One of the things I hear from a lot of teachers is they're not fans of the leadership of the teachers union. They may actually disagree, but they feel powerless. They feel helpless against it. It's almost like they're forced to go along with it, almost like mafia style. Do you hear the same things? Absolutely. And when you talk to voters across the country, you know, eight in 10 parents will say, look, I'm not happy with my school's policies, but I like my kid's teacher. Right. And so these yes. teachers that are front, and, and, and I define them as really frontline workers. Right. I mean, these are the same as our nurses and our firefighters and our and our teachers that are getting up every day and carrying the load to try and get these kids where they need to get to. But they're having you know, crazy um, policies put on them from the top down. They're having requirements put on them that are not achievable in a classroom. And so I really agree with you. I think that this is where the teachers union is vastly out of step with the rank and file teacher. And somehow we've got to get these teachers unions under control because they are ruining our kids' education. Well, not only that, they're hypocrites. I mean, I'm sure you read the story that was the head of the Chicago's teacher union you know, saying that school choice and school vouchers are fascist and racist when all the while she enrolled her son in right. a private school. <laughs> I, I mean, isn't that what, crazy? It's, it's, but it's pretty much par for the course, isn't it? It's par for the course. And quite frankly, you know, any community that I've had an opportunity to go into or, or work with where you have really good options for, um, you know, vouchers and things like that, you have parents lining up around the block yeah. to get their kids out of public schools these days. So, it's the teachers, the parents know it, the kids know it. And so when you have people that are begging to get themselves out of a public school system, you know something's very broken. And so, you know, I really commend the father in Loudoun County that, you know, kind of took it to the to the PTA meeting and said enough's enough. And we've got to work harder to make sure that our parents and our teachers have an opportunity to get those voices heard and told. And we don't let the FBI and the Biden administration deem them domestic terrorists. I mean, it's just unbelievable what's happening. And this is why elections are so important, not just at the national level. I mean, clearly we're talking about a lot of Biden initiatives here, but the local level. School board elections are very important. And here in our state, in Indiana, they're nonpartisan. So somebody could completely run and say, I'm not going to make this political, but then they get elected. Next thing you know, they're pushing CRT and a lot of ridiculous crap into your kids' uh, curriculum. This is something that a lot of people might not be aware of. You got to do your homework in these local elections. You really do. You've got to understand from these people why they're running. Do they have kids in the district? Do they have kids that go to the schools? You know, have they been involved in the school so far? What are the, what changes do they implement? It's really important that you answer questions. I mean, it's so hard right now because to your point about the elections mattering, I mean, they matter for so many reasons, but so many of our parents these days are working two to three jobs to support their families and to get food on the table and put gas in the tank. And so 
to add, you know, having to go to a PTA meeting or having to go and, and listen to these candidates and figure out who's got their, their kids' best interest at heart just adds to the litany of reasons that Democrats have, have caused us to be in a downward spiral. But it's so important because, to your point, they can really do a bait and switch on you. And next thing you know, you've got, you know, you've got your kids coming home at night asking questions about books that, you know, to look at the Ron DeSantis Florida example I put in my op-ed you know, Governor DeSantis came through and said, hey, look, we got to take some of these books out of classrooms. And he actually wanted to talk about it at a press conference on it. And TV coverage had to literally pan away from some of the things the governor was showing on television because they weren't appropriate for television. And these are books that are in our kids' schools. And so you're risking just an incredible um, you know, travesty that's happening where our kids are no longer coming home proficient in reading, history, civics, math. They're coming home and asking their, their parents questions about well, I know I'm a girl, but maybe I was maybe I was born a girl, but I'm really a boy. And it's it, it's it's maddening. So to your point, you've got to take the time to understand why these folks are running. So, Katie, what advice would you give a parent listening right now that might not have the confidence to go to a school board, be a little outspoken, might not have the time to go to these PTA meetings or whatnot? What advice would you give that parent who's concerned about what their kids are being taught in schools? I first go to the teacher, right? I mean, to your point, a lot of our parents really still like their children's teacher. And so go to the teacher and ask the teacher, what tools are you giving that are help, being helpful to you? And what's happening that is not helpful to you? And first, I would do an education process of finding out what the teacher, who's the frontline you know, educator here for our kids, is saying they need. And what are they being you know, handcuffed kind of by the school administration, you know, school board issues, et cetera. That would be my first conversation. The second conversation I would have is talk to your kids' friends' parents, right? I mean, figure out if there's kind of these conversations going on in other homes and other families that, you know, are down the block from you or across the street from you. If you're not quite ready to walk into a PTA meeting, I think just having a conversation with your, parent, with your kids' teachers and then having your conversations with any of your friends' kids' parents are good, our good first two steps to trying to get a grasp of what's happened in the classroom and what do we need to have happen. And once you kind of say, hey, look, here are things that I really feel passionately about and it really scare me that are happening in my kids' classroom, then you can have a conversation with people and say, well, what could I do about it? Katie, we've got about 30 seconds left here. What can Republicans, third-party candidates, libertarians, whoever, anybody that's against these lunatic policies coming to kids' schools, what can they do in the upcoming election to win some people over? Um, I think just telling your story. I think a lot of times what happens in, in, in partisan politics these days is that people get so, um, you know, drug into their corner that sometimes these stories we tell get lost in the shuffle and lost in kind of all the bombastic conversation. But when you know someone and someone's your neighbor your colleague, your friend, someone you go to church with, et cetera, and you, and you share your story about what your child's dealing with and what you're seeing in your school, and you make it personal, and you make sure these people understand, hey, look, I'm not talking about some school that's in, you know, California or some school that's in New York. I'm talking about our school here in Indiana. I'm talking about our school here in Florida. I'm talking about our school here in Missouri. And this is what's happening in my child's classroom. Making sure these people understand that this is happening in their neighborhood, I think, is really, really important because we don't want to over-politicize this to a place where our kids, we, we don't make progress on something because we make it too partisan. We've got to make sure we keep it about the kids. Katie Walsh-Shields, former Deputy White House Chief of Staff and RNC Chief of Staff. Katie, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to have you on again soon. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day.